Okay, are we ready? <sighs> yeah, I can't believe we're actually doing this. <laughs> I can. Why does everyone say that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, we're a fairy smut podcast. Everybody knows it. But this, this was a little outside the comfort zone. This is different. <laughs> really? I don't think it's that far. I don't think it's that far of a stretch. My expectations going into it, I felt like it was a far stretch. But then after I read it, I was like, mm, this isn't so bad. Nah, I don't think it's that far off the map. We're still talking about <laughs> fictional men with monster songs. Could you imagine if both of us got stuck on a fucking spaceship and we decided that we were going to try and survive? <laughs> I'd be looking at you and you'd be looking at me and I'd be looking at you and you'd be like, so this is what we're going to do. And I'd be like, okay, I'm totally not going to do that. <laughs> Just like fight or flight, survivor mode on. <laughs> hey, I think we can do it actually. You know what? I take that back. We survived Malibu. We can survive <laughs> alien abduction. Okay. That's pretty much what it was that whole trip. <laughs> Which one do you think would fuck first? Who do you think would fuck the blue alien first? You'd be like, I'm not doing that. Look at him. Like, I have more self respect. And I'd be like, bitch, I'm just trying to survive. My Libra ass. <laughs> Get that bread, get that head, and, and leave. leave. Welcome back to the booked and motherfucking we got schlongs up in this podcast, okay? Blue dicks. Yeah, blue dicks. <laughs> blue dicks everywhere. You've been seeing it on your TikTok feed. You've been seeing the baseball bats. You've been seeing the blue horns. You've been seeing the ribbed things and the thing <laughs> above it. And we're going to talk about it today because we're the booked and motherfucking boozy podcast. So we would be letting you down personally if a book that you guys blew the fuck up on TikTok and then we didn't get drunk as hell and talk about it, of course. So we're here today. I am your co-host, Jada. And Brooke. And you know, it's not actually just blown up on TikTok. Do you know did you know it is actually the number one book on Kindle Unlimited right now? Number one, Ice Planet Barbarians. No, <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that, but that is great for the author. I will say that. Like, you know what? She did, like, when did she write these books? I don't even know. We're going to look it up. I did some stalking of Ruby Dixon, by the way. Um, we follow her Instagram page now. I am 100% intrigued by this uh, woman. While you're looking that up, do you want to go ahead and tell them what you're drinking? Yeah, so I'm drinking a um, a blue raspberry slushie. It looks so pretty. It was inspired by... <sighs> <laughs> She's looking up more stuff. <laughs> a lot Drink- of editing in this one. <laughs> The drink was inspired. Shut the fuck up. The drink, <laughs> <laughs> the drink was inspired by the tipsy bartender. He did an alien sex drink, um, except his had green in it and way more ingredients than mine. I decided to make it simple. I got blue Gatorade and mixed it with blue Corsau and ice and put it in the blender. And then I also got grape Gatorade and blue raspberry vodka and mixed that and then layered it for my drink and it's fucking good okay like that looks so fucking good 
And like, honestly, does it look really good? She's going to get her electrolytes while she's getting boozy too. Hangover who? Exactly. I need that at 7 a.m. It's not 7, it's 11, but it's still early and I only had a hash brown. So we're, we're going with it. Brooke, what are you? It's early AF. Um, it's 2 p.m. my time, so it's not that bad, but it's five o'clock somewhere, right? Right. So blue dick, blue drink, right? We're both drinking blue drinks. I am doing, again, we don't measure in this household. So it's just regular sky vodka in the blue bottle, a little bit of ASMR for you, and then blue Curacao, and it's sun-kissed berry lemonade, carbonated beverage, and it's actually really good, and I, oh, I added some glitter to it, some edible glitter. Oh, yum. I remember what I was looking up now. I was looking up when Ice Planet Barbarians came out. 2015. Okay, that's the thing. This motherfucker dropped in 2015 and it's blown the fuck up in 2021. Anything is possible. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't really think it's a coincidence that the government was like, hey, we're going to drop all our information about aliens. And in the same month, June of 2021, Ice Planet Barbarians blows up on Kindle. I mean, coincidence? I don't know. I think the government planned this. I think that they were 100% behind this. Them bitches been reading Ruby Dixon for a long time. And they were like, this bitch is way too close to reality. Okay. Like, so we're going to drop the tea. And instead of, and instead of giving the information ourselves, we're going to get them like smutty ass bitches on TikTok, book talk. <laughs> and we're going to release Ice Planet Barbarians all the fuck over their feed until they can't stand it no more and then they realize that don't let your dreams just be dreams anything is possible including alien dick okay so there's that i think the government collaborated with ruby dixon and said let's just get the whole world used to this kind of shit because we're going into alien handmaiden's tale pretty soon (laughs) oh fuck Let's just introduce the idea of um, mating with big blue aliens, you know, get them comfortable with it. Speaking of that, do you want to see what the dick looks like according to her? Oh, shit. Where, where did you find this? On her Instagram page. Oh. (laughs) Oh. That's what it looks like. I'm confused. You are? It's got the thing at the top. How are you confused? Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I pictured that thing at the top coming off the head of the penis and, like, going backwards and then, like, jutting up in the air. Really? I see. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've always, <laughs> I've always seen it at the top. I'm well, why is it at the bottom, too? I don't know. I'm going to send it to you. Yeah, send it to me. Oh, it is? No, I think that's just the mirror. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell through the screen. Yeah, I think it is a reflection. Hmm, that's interesting. It kind of looks like a duck. Um, it do. (laughs) (laughs) It do be looking like a duck. Um, (laughs) if you want a picture of what this looks like, go to author.ruby.dixon or you can always ask us um, to send it in the DMs. We do pull through. (laughs) look at it that's like the head of the duck with the bill and then it's got a really long neck 
and its body is like in the air and the little clip stimulator is the tail. Okay, I gotta tell you something. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever watched Sex Education on Netflix? No. All right, it's really good. 10 out of 10 recommend. But there's this portion that remind me of this book this entire time. There's this like girl who's like really into alien dick and like writes fan fiction. This is how I imagine Ruby Dixon, like a hundred percent. And also, you know how I told you how essentially I go on YouTube and then I find things to fixate on like whether it's nuns and I watch an entire show about nuns and an entire documentary or whether it's about space and black holes. Every night I used to watch about black holes to fall asleep. Don't ask me why. And then there's this other series that I found on YouTube where it explores the different things that people like in the bedroom. One of those things being an egg implantation device (laughs) (laughs) what okay (laughs) there is such a thing where basically there's like this contraption okay it sticks up like this and then there's legit an egg that they put on top and they cover it with lube and people who are into this kind of stuff will stick the egg in the velociraptor hand up the vagina, let the egg sit up there, and then let it come down like they're laying an alien egg as part of their sexual desires. Okay, I do have something to add to this. Did you ever have that like toy as a child? And I can't remember what they're called, but they were these big fluffy things. And you could stick the egg inside them. And then you'd have to wait for like three hours and it'd be like, uh oh, and like make noises and then like give birth to the egg. No, I do okay. not. Hold on. I'm going to have to look this up. But it sounds like the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> One is a sex toy and the other is a children's toy. It's just like with Chuck E. Cheese, these bitches like be grooming from childhood. Okay, what is this? I'm going to look up. Dear baby Jesus, please do not let the government look up what I am typing into my phone right now. Egg implantation sex toy. (laughs) Okay, love love. It was called a love love. Can you show me a picture? Oh oh yeah, they're terrifying. They're (gasps) fucking terrifying. This is the exact one that I had. Oh bitch. (laughs) Oh bitch, I'm gonna be seeing that in my dreams. Fuck. Okay, but now I'm going to really make you scared. I'm going to screenshot this and just send it to you and pray to God that Brad never sees this. <laughs> Why is it so realistic? <laughs> it's like literally egg yolks. Yeah. People yeah. Are putting inside them. They insert it into the dick and then they push it on up you know, and lay, lay the eggs. Whoo, Jesus Christ. Why do these people want to be chickens so bad? Here's, here's the love, love. That bitch looks <laughs> just like Vettel. <laughs> this is the female. She lays the egg. You put the egg inside her 
and then she kind of like cooks it. Did you have one of these? I did. Yeah. <gasps> Your parents bought you this? Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know if my parents did or if it was a gift, but I do vividly remember. But is this like... Is you put this... the little babies in like an egg and then you put the egg in her pouch. But is this an alien? I mean, I guess. It's got a little antenna. Oh my God. I can, your parents let you, I didn't let you watch Harry Potter, but they gave you an alien to put babies up in. I don't fucking understand aliens the logic. Well, aliens aren't real, but um, witches are apparently, so. <laughs> if you had a love love growing up please um dm me so i don't feel so (laughs) alone right now (laughs) and you know a part of me just wants to also disclaim if you are into egg laying i'm not trying to make fun of you i just i personally don't understand if that's what makes you happy in life baby keep on laying your eggs okay just keep doing what you gotta do by the way If you're new to this podcast, I do want to just let everyone know that we are essentially the book version of Drunk History. I don't know if you've ever seen it on Comedy Central, but we are essentially the book version. We are going to go from start to finish with the book. We are going to have fun. We are going to make jokes. We really don't like direct anything personally at like the authors or if you you know, really like this kind of stuff. Like this is just our version, drunk as fuck. So as always, we recommend strapping in your motherfucking titties and get ready for the ride. Are we ready for the polls, darling? We are. So the first poll that I asked was, would you have stayed on not hot? I pronounced it not hot, which made it funnier for me. The planet that they're on. (laughs) Would you have stayed on not Hoth with your mate? 73% of you guys said, duh, ribbed monster dick. (laughs) And 27% of you guys said, fuck no, with the little rocket emoji. What would you do, Jada? This is hard to answer because if I was Georgie, her life, according to the story, is that she basically did nothing, had nothing, and ate her link with lean meals that night, Okay. If I was Georgie, I would probably stay with my monster dick. However, me personally, I'd be like on the next ship back to Earth. I would get (laughs) the fuck out of Dodge. All right. What would you do? No, same. I, for one, hate the cold. Two, I'm not sure that I would reciprocate the mating bond in this situation. No. It's... (laughs) (laughs) It's an interesting situation and I just, you know, I want to go back to earth. I want to be warm and I, I want technology. I don't want to live like a nice barbarian and I don't want to just be there to birth their children. (laughs) Ew, I just, I hate it. There's just, there's a lot that I don't like about this book, but we're not going to talk about the things that we don't like. We're just here to have fun, but that is definitely one of those things. (laughs) Yes. So what about your poll, Jada? So I asked if your friends were stranded in a spaceship and sent you out as their leader to assess the planet and you found a sexy alien, would you smash or pass the smash? Reason being for the smash, they sent you out alone anyways and 79% of you said yes. And I will say there were some conflicting answers on Brooke's 
there were people that were like, fuck no. But you know what? They going to smash the alien before they head back home. Okay, that's basically what I got out of this 79%. And then there was the past, which was the argument host before alien bros. And you were only 21%. Honestly, babes, I'm going to be with you on the 21%. We've talked about my stranger danger alert. Honestly, me and Vector wouldn't have even had a chance with me. Okay. Vectal would not have even made it past first base. I would have probably killed him. So, Brooke. Here's the thing. While I say I would not stay on the planet, I think that I might be part of that 79% that smashes. But I don't think it's because I would enjoy it. I think it would be because, you know, like Georgie in the beginning of the book, she's like, "Mm, I'm doing this so he'll help me out and keep me alive. I'm basically going to sugar baby myself out to this big blue alien man so that he feeds me and keeps me warm you know what and that is a smart that is a smart way of looking at it she literally sugar babied herself into fucking alien dick and was like okay this is how i'm gonna stay alive i mean we can get to the dark place guys we can get to the dark place we're not going dark okay we can't handle the dark but essentially she did she sugar babied herself out and honestly like that's a fucking hustler okay I, no, I agree. I think it's a smart move. I mean, it's controversial, but you do what you got to do to survive. And sometimes it comes in the form of a big blue alien dick with a clit stimulator. Damn. Part one. Our main character, Georgie, she wakes up to find that little green men are real and it racks her to the core. And she would not have believed it, but that was Yesterday, bitch was eating her lean cuisine alone when the alien party bus pulled up and said, yes, that bitch is lonely as hell. Let's take her first. Her head was fuzzy, knees weak, arms are fluffy. Normally, her dreams (laughs) consisted of trains and banking. But that brings me to here because I'm awake. Nah, shit, Georgie. You're awake because you've been talking to us in diary format for the past three motherfucking pages and you won't shut the fuck up. She's thinking about panicking, but just like at the dentist's office on laughing gas, it's really hard to focus. And speaking of gas, I'm going to talk about how I smell the other kinds every other sentence (laughs) I've drawn out. The whole book is just one big part. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. You know how we love our small thing. And it just gets worse. All right, here we go. Home bitch speaks out loud for the first time, says her name perfectly, and then goes, what's going on? (laughs) And this bitch, Liz, who 100% is my favorite, and not because of her country ass, okay? Welcome to the team. (laughs) But because, honestly, she's the most interesting I will probably read her point of view and nobody else's, okay? But that's besides the point. Liz says, look, we all know why you're here. Every bitch has a story, except they don't. Alone, not pregnant, and alone. Except Meg, who was pregnant and got the vacuum, like at Planned Parenthood, minus the protesters. (laughs) And Georgia is like, Wow, Liz is just such an optimist. You know, she is the light of my life. She just always be speaking facts, 
with a bit of sunshine up her ass. Okay. We just going to keep going. We keep falling asleep and waking back up. Okay. Dignity gone. Poop still there. In case you're wondering in Georgia, she's not like other girls. She's not going to sit back and smell it. She's going to take charge, starting with killing the guards. And Liz, our optimist but totally realistic bitch, is like, someone will die. And she's like, people die every day, bitch. You're so dramatic. But it is my plan, right? And I quote, she says, if I am willing to be the sacrificial lamb, they are willing to let me sacrifice myself. Balls of steel, baby, Georgie. You've got balls of steel. So here is how said plan takes effect. She says, hey, hey there, demon. It's me, (laughs) yo girl, Georgie. But she doesn't get the chance. It spirals out from there. All of a sudden, their spaceship is in Mayday. Red flashing lights, that means emergency, right? We're going to keep going with that splashes of wet hit her arms and they're flying without gravity no control the guard is still alive so she grabs the gun while she goes crack crackety crack georgia crack lack georgia i think he's dead now crack what a thrill minus the fact that i'm covered in poop and brains right now what Nah, I know too many bitches like this from Georgia, so we don't keep going. So, (laughs) shout out, shout out. We love you, Georgia peaches. But that's not the only thing that went crackalack. The spaceship did too, and then it all faded to black. And Susie fucking sunshine. If they haven't been through hell, they are stranded on an uncharted island with this bitch as their alpha, okay? She literally takes charge and straps in her titties to a uniboob and says, no worries, babes. I, your leader, will go find us food and shelter. Except instead, this bitch gets snared two pages in. Like when, I quote, Luke found himself upside down in a snow creature's cave. But she's no Jedi. She's sure she. And she's also about to be someone's dinner in more ways than one. Sure <laughs> Oh my fuck. And all the Star Wars references, I thought you were going to appreciate it. And then Jade and I were reading this together on Zoom. And she was like, oh my fuck, if they don't stop. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate this book for what it is. Okay, I really do. But please, the Star Wars references, I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Do not ruin something for me that I literally have spent my whole life loving. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just for you to to relate to it a little bit more. That's a lie, actually. I haven't loved Star Wars my entire life, like some might think. My one of my first boyfriends with an orange afro he like tried to show me star wars and i was like that shit looks old <laughs> that looks old and boring and like old men in their 50s watch that so can't relate okay not gonna watch it and then on a whim i decided to watch it by myself and you know 
whether I was under substances or not is like none of your motherfucking business. But then I was like, wow, this is like the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, Darth Vader is my daddy and Kylo Ren could fucking get it any day. And my husband's okay with that. We don't really believe in the hall pass, but if there was a hall pass for fictional men, Darth Vader and Kylo Ren would be up there at the, the, the top. So I think he'd understand. Also, you want to know something really weird? I asked my husband one time, what is your hall hall pass? And he said, Katy Perry. You would not expect that, right? No, but dark hair, blue eyes, big tits. I mean. That's me, right? Like, I mean, (laughs) honestly, like, she's obviously the better version. And like, you know, the candy cane, the candy, no, the candy cane video where it's like spiraling on her tits. Like, I get it. (laughs) I get it, you know? You need to, like, for his birthday, do a Katy Perry cosplay and make his day. I should. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have hall passes? Not necessarily, but, like, I obviously know who his, like, celeb crush is. Brad's is definitely Ariana Grande. Yeah. And mine is Jungkook or Taehyung from BTS. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if you think about it, you guys would, like, want to fuck the same people. Brad doesn't like BTS. I think he would have if I hadn't been so batshit crazy over them for, like, a year. And it it just, like, annoyed him. And I think he was, like, jealous. And No, stop. Spill the tea. Was there fights? Not really. It was just kind of, like, I talked about him all the time. He was, like, bro, I really don't care. Like... Please stop talking about BTS, blah, blah, blah. He also associated it with AIDS. Honestly, that's valid. (laughs) (laughs) If honestly, if there's anything that me and Brad can ever agree on, it's going to be like our hatred for (laughs) Honestly, if Brad literally, no fucking lie. If Brad randomly called me and like, I get... There's a ring on my phone and Brad's like, hey, I got your number from Brooke's phone. Listen, this bitch is trying to get back in her life. I don't know what to do minus execute the situation. All right. This is team made the fuck day, Jada. Okay. I know we don't agree on a lot, but I know we agree on this. And I know you a crazy ass motherfucking bitch. Okay. So... Are you in or not? Nah? And I'd be I, like, I'm in. <laughs> I see Brad with his big ass gun, and then Jada has like her little knives, like a nesh, and there's like an explosion <laughs> behind them, and it's like the song that's like, dirt, If there is one thing that we can bond over, which isn't much, it's going to be that. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. Oh, shit. We're like the two characters who have nothing in common except like the hatred for someone else. You're forced to come together and join teams. (laughs) Join teams. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Six of Crows. Oh, man. It's good. It's all good. We can move on. Let me drink. Okay. Okay, so back on track. She's just sure she, and she's also about to be someone's dinner, except she's not. We switch point of views to Vectal, who is shocked 
anew in quotation marks with his kawaii resonating mating with the <laughs> shut the fuck up mating <laughs> with his sakui smelling creature vectal is strong vectal must care for his weak ass skinny ass bald ass get caught with her foot in her ass mate and get her to shelter you're right this is poetry honestly and as vectal is getting overtaken by the allure of the kawui georgie thinks she's waking up to a wet dream a literal tramp with nubbed bumps on his tongue, eating her out like it's his last meal. We in the last supper, baby. Except when she goes to grab his head, it's not hair that she finds. It's horns, in quotation marks. It was a monster come to eat me, who's come to eat me out, licking the slick fold of my pussy. SJM. actually a quote from the book. <laughs> SJM could never, baby. Oh. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I did. And like, listen, take notes. Take notes. It's yeah. not just the sex, it's the slick folds, honey. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> okay. And she's like, listen, why you keep looking at it like that? And he's like, Sasa. And she's like, listen, it's not a magazine. Flick the page or keep it moving, buddy. And he's like, Sasa. <laughs> and then as the world fades, as the snow overtakes in the back scenery, the only light from the cave that she sees and the blue dick out for all that is to display like it's a drop of water in the desert. It's like the first bit of rain in a drought. As Hillary Duff would say, she has her first ever orgasm from an alien. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> rough. When I read that, I was like, oh my God, Sasa. Like, oh, she. <laughs> like, Sasa, you bitches crazy. Like, like, honestly, I was like, you know red flag red fucking flag but again i wasn't sure if i liked that i mean i didn't it felt like assault no it it is tech it is assault i mean it's not technically assault it is assault like she was asleep like that's just wrong but again like in in this book we're just gonna have to keep moving we understand all the dark premises. We understand that we do not align with this, but we just gonna we just gonna keep trucking on the train. Care, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Here we go. Part two and three. I'm gonna combine them. Okay. We go back into Vectal's point of view. Vectal is hurt. He doesn't understand why his mate is mad at him and why she talks so funny. You're <laughs> damn it, she says. You understand me, you, she says. She says, although the words she speaks are from a galaxy across the land, all I hear is the song of love in my heart. And one day that I hope to understand, but all I understand for now is that her name is Shorshi and that will have to be good enough. The Shorshi thing? (laughs) sends me he was like my sure she my sweet <laughs> sure she <laughs> why is this cute 
I don't know. But I like it. Georgie has to get a grip on herself. If her choice is between the old cargo bay alone in the snow or snuggled next to this pussy loving alien while my friends die from hypothermia, I'm going to choose the latter. She probably has Stockholm syndrome, she says. She has to admit that. Let me ask you this. Okay. I know this situation would have never happened for you, but realistically, close your eyes and think about if you were stranded in like 20 feet of snow, you're freezing to death, you have no food, your clothes are like, literally, they're drenched in shit, like frozen shit at this point. And this blue guy comes along, he starts worshiping the ground you walk on. How long would it take for you to get Stockholm Syndrome? Like, would you be like, nah, just rather freeze to death? Or would you be like, mm, mm, not long, a bit longer, <laughs> not long, pussy be throbbing, ring on the finger disappear. I'd be like, I'm your shorty. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you do what you got to do to survive. But then again, I'm drunk when I say this. Sober Jada would probably be like, I'm going to just kill myself now. <laughs> Drunk Jada's like, it's a means to survival. If it's my last breath, you know what I'm saying? It's my alter egos are against each other. You know, they fight all the time. Meanwhile, Vectal just trying to feed this ungrateful bitch sushi. And she trying to turn it into a California roll. And she says, oh my God, Cleo, fucking good as it's absurd but anything for his mate anything to make her his he will cook that sushi roll Vectal continues his mately duties and takes his mate to the stream to bathe post-lunch he made sure to wait 30 minutes before they got into the pool because this is his protective instincts his protective (laughs) nature is just supernova he takes off his swimmers (laughs) And we hear Georgie go, Zenus Lapidus, that boy hang. It was the trepidation, the ridges, the ridges on his freaking huge cock, man, with a black penis hole the size of Naboo that had a millennium ready to falcon the G spot into the next galaxy atop of it. Okay. Oh, a penis nah. hole as big as a black <laughs> I be spitting poetry. (laughs) You're writing a different book. I write it my own, okay? Nah, what she really said was, in quotation marks, feel like there's an alien bingo card somewhere. All that equipment and shit, playing hide and seek, go sausage me atop the water, end quote. But sure, she isn't weak, no. She wasn't chosen as their natural born leader without reason or sense. She seduces alien boy and says, Mount 10. And he's like, Mount 10. And she's like, yes, Mount 10. Up there. She sealed their deal with a kiss, icing over his balls to a deeper shade of blue and said, naughty, naughty, alien boy, your voyager isn't going to make it into this black hole unless you get me up that mountain. I may not be a Jedi, 
but the Sith always work in dark ways. And she's just like, Mountain, sure she, Mountain. That's right, you big dumb alien. He grabs her mom's pubis and she's like, not that Mountain, the <gasps> other one. He growls and says, hop on spider monkey. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> But Vectal isn't some dumb rock. He fakes her out and takes her back to another cave because this weak-ass bitch is dying and he's not about to have his only source of Viagra die. But sure, she's not going to take that shit. She runs off and falls over a cliff, ploofing all the way down into deep shit, end quote. Wookie shit, to be exact. And as all their beady little eyes look at her ready to attack, she says, hey, there is me, ya boy. <laughs> and Bechtel's like, nah, it's me, ya boy. Okay. Okay. Wait. Okay. Wait. That was good. It was good. It was that good. That was good. I, I commend you for that. That was really good. That was a good crossover. I liked that. It was. It was I'm a good. To get drunk. Yes. <laughs> Let me take a sip, sip. <laughs> it's your boy Vectal. Because this bitch about to be a chicken McNugget meal at McDonald's, okay? Vectal used his barbarian ice boy strength like a glacier and took them bitches out and took her back to safety. Vectal is really struggling with the fact that his precious mate, his resonance. It's always, hey, you want to fuck at 2 a.m. on Tinder, but never my resonance type shit, okay? His resonance is a dumb bitch, but his heart only beats for her. So no matter who his sure she is, the Sukui of his life, and he will never lose her like that again. He hears off in the distance, thank you, I hear her say, but I'm so caught up in the brutality of it all, I growl. And I don't understand you, I say to her. Never mad at me, she exclaims, water falling from say, her eyes. I have to say, like, you're simlish. Like, I feel like you're talking in sim language. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's pretty good. Like, I can still kind of like, I, can, I don't know if I'm drunk, but like, I can kind of pick up what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> so, like, I can be it. And I'm like, I'm here we go again. Water falling from her eyes. But he doesn't blame her. He blames himself. And Georgie sees that and decides to award her alien schlong man in the AM with the razzle dazzle of morning sex. In quotation marks, she says, I guess I don't need to ask about birth control, right? You can't give me Breganaut, right? He blinks at her knowingly. And she takes it as Bible. He eases his three-fingered, mitten-looking hand over her curves. She caresses his touch in return by grabbing onto his horns and rides him like a rodeo, juices flying alien schlong schlongin. Think about this logistically. This bitch was like, okay, this is a weird blue man. 
has showed up. He worships the ground I walk on. Let me take advantage of this. I will bang him if he gets me up the mountain. And he understands this bargain. Honestly, bang him too. And then, like, how attractive, how seductive does this big blue alien man have to be to where this human girl is like, I can't understand anything you're saying but I will compromise my morals at this point because it's really not even compromising my morals. I am now sexually attracted to you. This is no longer like a you do for me and I'll do for you contract. Like this is platonic. Like I want you and you want me. Somehow it's it changed along the way. How That's the thing, man. That's the thing. We all have Stockholm Syndrome reading this book. <laughs> We do. That's how we got here. That's how the schlong be schlonging. We are we are all Georgie is so bad. They've read all 21 of the books. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the people that have read the like 21 plus books are like, someone please take me. <laughs> Vecto be purring it up, but that don't matter. We're going to look past that, like we've looked past the fact that her friends are still dying. But this alien ain't going to get dicked down by himself without her getting her tank filled up first. And she's ready, Freddy. Beyond ready, really. Ooh, she moans. And he marks his finish line inside of her. Ew, dude, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That's what happened in the book, bitch! Was it really? marked my finish line no i made that up (laughs) (laughs) but he did that's what he did he said bitch i'm about to get her pregnante like you know (laughs) (laughs) in quotation marks it's a good thing you can't get me pregnante buddy that was a lie you know that was a lie that was more than we planned but that was a lie you know but you know raining raining Oh, baby, it's, it's raining, raining, raining. Come to me. We pan over to Vectal, like, in the office. And he's like, I cannot wait for her to swell with my child, our child. Elementheo, <laughs> bitch. You fucked up. <gasps> Protection first, always. Remember, you know, it's not just child. It's not just, like the children that we trying to prevent it's also the stds okay so unless you have a dedicated partner wrap that fucking shit okay i'm tired i'm tired of speaking their kawi protects them from stds i'm pretty sure there's also only like 30 of them but she don't have the kawaii okay she don't have the kawaii (laughs) there's also like only like 30 of these blue ape men (laughs) on this ice planet so they're just probably all fucking syphilis be growing can syphilis can stds even grow in this climate do you think yeah 100 no i do oh my god we should look up eskimos did eskimos have stds eskimo stds (laughs) this is for research purposes um if my if my FBI agent is listening. Your FBI agent is definitely listening. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, hold up, guys. Oh my God. I just found something really cool. 11 weird facts about the sex lives of remote Eskimo tribes. Oh my God. I'm clicking on that shit right now, but it's not loading. You know, because it's the same climate, right? It's the same climate. It's cold. I mean, I guess. I would think that it's a lot cooler. 
and like it's like the equivalent to antarctica where are s i might be sounding really dumb right now but we're science majors okay like not history majors where technically were eskimos like they were um, nomads right but like where was their general vicinity you know what i want to know why can i not live on antarctica I would like to know what it's like. I don't, but I feel like like the water tribes always gave me Antarctica vibes. Yes, exactly. And you know what the thing is? I may be a water sign, but I don't want to be a part of the water tribe. I don't. Uh, I don't. You would definitely be a firebender, but I want to be a waterbender. <sighs> you know, but then again, bloodbending. I could bloodbend the fuck out of some penises. <laughs> You would be that little witchy bitch that comes up to her and is like, blood bending. That would be awesome. I totally, that's definitely you in another life. Oh my God. Okay. Here's, here's the topics. Eskimo kisses aren't really romantic gestures. Okay. I knew that. Like, it's just to keep warm, bitch. Becoming Eskimo pre- kisses are your eyelashes though. No, that's butterfly kisses. Oh no, you're right. Eskimo kisses are the nose thing. The nose getting warm so why would that be warmth what the fuck is that doing for me doing this with my nose it's my nose friction it's friction. <laughs> what okay. that's like the most that's like the least important organ that your i care nose? about my nose i'd be like just put your dick in me and keep me warm. <laughs> bitch is like i never want to smell again but my coochie is open like there are better ways to keep me warm like my nose versus my whole body I mean, I don't think they were being practical. Okay, another question I have to ask. Okay. Since there's only like 30 or 40 of them, I didn't do the math, but I'm just guessing. Were they like interbreeding with each other at some point? Like, do they all become (sighs) family members? They have to be. I don't see how not. This shit just keeps getting darker and darker. (laughs) You know, I be talking about how I don't want to go into the dark because we understand the dark. We get the dark, babes. If you want us to talk about the dark, we can talk about the dark. Like how dark this is and how much of a black fucking hole that I'm in. But like at the same time, it's like, you know, sometimes I just want to just be in the ignorance. All right. So uh, Brooke is looking up if Eskimos can get STDs. After they wake up in the morning, up the mountain they go. But first, Bechtel finds a small, bare, five-toed humanoid frozen solid outside their cave where they, you know, the girl probably spent her last moments listening to her friend get railed while she froze to death. She's like, you bitch. (laughs) That's when Bechtel put all the pieces together. His shorshi is not (laughs) alone. Okay, so I have information on the Eskimo STDs. Okay, give it to me. So the Inuits, they were a group of culturally similar indigenous peoples inhabiting the Arctic regions of Greenland, Canada, and Alaska. I have no information on like people who lived in Antarctica. I don't even know if people lived in Antarctica, but they're part of the Eskimo Aleut language. And apparently they had very high birth rates and very high rates of STDs. <gasps> don't know which ones. But how? Because don't bacteria fester? Don't they like thrive in warm environments? Like how Yokuchi stay in warm? Well, there are some, like, there are some microorganisms that prefer the cold. Mm. I don't know. I just know that this is just for research purposes. We're not like making fun of anything. Like we're actually curious at this point. Yeah, no, like I'm, I'm trying to make sense of it. Us as medical professionals were like, <laughs> how does, how does a coochie 
get infected if Kuchi not been infected, you know? <laughs> and it's not warm in cold environment. Yes, and it's not, yeah. If we're in OR level temperatures, how Kuchi beef infected, you know? All right, part two, guys, I'm taking us home. We're back in Georgie's point of view. Vectil takes her to Dominique's body. She like uncovers the snow. There's this red, beautiful hair just like striking against the white of the snow. And she's like, it's Dominique. And this bitch is dead. And she's like, oh shit, we got to go up the mountain. Like I have totally been completely lost and hypnotized in the blue alien dick. For like three days now. And I have completely forgotten about my friends who are probably frozen to death at this point. She's like, we gotta go up the mountain. And he's like, oh, mountain, mountain. So he takes her up there. She gets in there and it's like, they're almost dead. Like all these girls have one foot in the grave. This girl has been catered to not only, you know, with food and water and she's been sexually replenished like the all these girls all the while they are starving to death they are literally skin and bones they like describe one girl as like having a skeleton as a face and i was like damn you fucked up bitch listen how you be doing your friends like that i mean they're technically not her friends like they're acquaintances but at the same time i'm like bitch you wrong for that one okay they trusted you They sent you out as their leader, their alpha, and you fucked up. But she introduces them to Vectal and then remembers that Kira can understand aliens because she's got this weird earpiece that the little green dudes put in her. And she says, he says he's going hunting and to get firewood and for us to keep an eye on his mate. It finally clicks. The light bulb goes off. She's like, this is why he's been treating me so nicely. Like he thinks they're mated. And she's like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> and then we switch automatically to Vectal's point of view. And like the primal voice in his head is like, five females, five females for my men, five females for my five men. It's just like, it's very, like, I know it's called Ice Planet Barbarians, right? But it's very primal their mindset and it's very interesting to me um how these girls go from being like very feministic like we're gonna they're all feminism feminists like they they pointed out the beginning of the story and then they're like oh yeah we're these badass bitches we're gonna take these aliens down and go fly back to earth and then they get on this ice planet and they're like yeah we're just gonna like let these like big blue dudes breed us Ew. for the rest of our lives <laughs> 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 can't relate <sighs> yeah so anyways that is basically the ice barbarians point of view it's their mentality it's very barbaric which is fitting for their name it's very primal he calls the humans the five fingers <laughs> the five fingers there's five <laughs> of the five fingers (laughs) because that's how she like she like makes a visual distinction between herself and Vectal she's like look at my fingers I have five and then he has four so then that's the very like basic level way of him figuring out their differences I just thought that was it was really funny that is not the basic level way he girl beach he caught on way before that he's like one thing that I specifically remember was that he was like, bitch is completely naked, minus the little tuft of her hair um, above her vaginal canal. Like that is like, do you not remember that? That He's is not stuck. calling her vaginal canal bush. 
He's calling them five finger bitches. <laughs> For whatever reason, this is the distinction. It's not even <laughs> that they're blue <laughs> versus like normal skin tones. I just thought the whole like dynamic of them trying to figure out each other was very cute from each other's point of view. And I just, I found it so freaking funny. This is what just stood out to me. The five fingers. I just thought it was funny. It is. So then he comes back and he cooks cooks them food. We switch over to Georgie's point of view and Vectal tries to feed her before like giving the other clearly dying and starving girls food. And I just thought that was like really funny. Like, and she was like, haha like okay like trying to pass off like the food to the other girls like secretively like here you take it like I'm good like even though he's trying to be her it's very cute the dynamic and I see the appeal they tell her that Dominique lost her shit basically like we talked about earlier and ran screaming into the snow and one of the girls says she wanted to die honestly relatable just get it over with (laughs) Like, if you think about it rationally, though, these girls are like, okay, they're going to come, the aliens are going to come back for us and either sell us into sex slavery or we're going to become food, or we can just freeze on this ice planet and just get it over with and die pretty humanely. So, like, I don't blame her for just, even though it was kind of funny reading it, like, just for, like, running out and just wanting to get it over with. Honestly, I feel like I would be a Dominique. I feel like I'd probably just, like, off myself like you know what I'm just gonna die Same. so back in Vectal's point of view he and Georgie curl up on the other side of the ship for the night to go to sleep and Vectal is of course aroused and we found out that his kind aren't really opposed to voyeurism apparently they're like just banging out in public he's used to like hearing his friends like get it on and like even seeing them And I also don't doubt that there's probably a little bit of dabble of like multiples going on, if you know what I mean. And so like, he's like, okay, like, let's start sexy time. Like what makes this situation any differently? And so then they start kissing and he calls it mouth joining, which I thought was really (laughs) funny. And they're like starting to get a little frisky and the girls are like giggling. They're like, oh my gosh, they're doing it. And so then Georgie's like, oh shit, like they can hear us. Like we need to stop. And like, he's actually offended. He's like, and I quote, I am shocked. (laughs) (laughs) That part made me laugh too. Cause like, I just, I don't know the differences in like cultural norms between these two species. I I just don't know. Like the whole thing made me giggle the entire book. But like at the end of the day, he says like he understands he doesn't want to make her uncomfortable. And then he sees that she's actually a little upset herself. And he's like, okay, that that makes me feel better. The next morning, he says he will take Georgie back to his people to get more men from his tribe so that a bunch of them can bring back food and clothing um, for the rest of the girls. Because all these girls, obviously, there's like several that are awake but there's also like six more in these pods and they're all extremely weak some of them are like really hurt and like there is no way that they're going to be able to make the journey back to the tribe so they're like we'll come back for you i promise it might take another three or four days because we're just gonna bang in the woods for a while but um we'll be back hope you're still alive they do stop at another cave for the night and bang of course and it really they're like description of sex the way that the author describes like their their sexual interactions aren't really weird until this time it gets a little a court of 
Frost and Starlighty, if you have read the Akatar series. Um, so they begin, quote, tongue mating. And as things progress, she opens her shirt, exposing her breasts, and he takes one into his mouth. He thinks about how soft she is. And I'm like, okay, this is like normal. Like he's obviously like rigid in several places. And he's like, wow, this other creature, she's very soft in all of these places. They're dynamic. Like I get it. But then he thinks about how soft human children must be. And then he thinks about their child. Uh, It's just so gross. I can't handle it anymore. And then he kisses her belly where the child might be. It's just, again, very acophacy. Like, I can't do it. Is this something, because this has popped up more than once in books that we have read, again, is this something that people experience when they want to have children? I I don't know. I fucking hope not. I, like, I hope not, too. <laughs> to me, it's weird. Like, why are you thinking about a child- while you're having sex again we are trying not to go into the dark pace the dark places that we obviously acknowledge they're fucking there this is one of them okay and i'm just like what the actual fuck like it's a little just like much you know no it's definitely too much i was just kind of like wow this was really enjoyable until now (laughs) like what the fuck and then he starts eating her out and calls her wetness nectar. Honestly, I'm just like, I'm hyper critical of the rest of this sex scene just because of how it started. That's not even that bad, but I was like, hmm, nectar, that's weird too. And then during Reminds sex- Reminds me of um, honeydew. And then he thinks about her dying if she doesn't get a queef. And then- <laughs> A queef? They bang for a little bit and he- quote, spills his seed inside of her. Honestly, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, There's a lot, which we cannot do on this podcast. We could, but I just honestly don't want to linger here. No, no, we're not lingering anywhere. We're just, again, we are moving on. (laughs) We're going to keep going. So they finally end this extremely weird sex session and Georgie notices some blinking in the corner of the cave and it's a spaceship <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> part five we're in Georgie's point of view and Vectal and Georgie start lighting these sticks in order to melt the ice around the ships and then she's like "Ooh, what does this button do and pushes it like honestly I probably wouldn't be able to resist the big red button either. And basically, this ship spills the tea. I'm telling you, if you've been around this podcast for a while, I have said over and over, there's always a tea spilling character. And in this story, it's the spaceship. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? It was actually kind of like nicely done. It didn't hurt me. Like like in the last book, um, The Crown of Gilded Bones, I felt like we were being told too much. But in this book, like it didn't take me out of the story. I was like, oh, okay, this actually makes sense. Like I didn't feel like I was being told things by the author. So it was right. nice. Basically, the ship recognizes that she speaks English and talks to her. And it also like kind of switches languages back and forth because it recognizes that Vectal speaks another language too. And then it kind of ends up doing a little bit of translating down the road. Well, what exactly are these blue things? 
Kings and how did they get here? Great question, because I was wondering the same thing. Let's find out. It turns out Blue Alien Dude is an actual alien. And not just to her, but of this planet. As in, this is not his species' home planet. His kind were actually on a ship traveling when a solar storm caused them to take shelter on this really fucking cold planet. But the only dude who knew how to fly this ship went into full-blown heart failure. That fucking got me. I'm (laughs) not even gonna lie. When they were like, yeah, homeboy had CHF and it was it for him. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) They couldn't have had a co-pilot. Like nobody else on the ship was equipped to get like 40 fucking of them out of the solar system if this one guy died. Like, okay. And it was just like, we're throwing out this like random terminology. Like, I don't even remember what, where this is in the book, but I just remember reading it and her just randomly being like, yeah, he had CHF um, just like went out, out of the game. And then like the next second, I'm like, I'm reading another sentence and I'm like, you know, if you're going to throw around words like that, you got to be able to back it up later on. And right now you was not backing it up, honey. This shit don't make sense. <laughs> Again, nothing takes me out of a book more than any type of like medical terminology. You know what I mean? I'm just like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> you know, but that is to no one's fault but our own. Is it? Lay people it- don't really know medical terminology and like physiology the way that we do. And so to like a lay person, it probably doesn't take them out of the book the same way it does us. I mean, if there's one way to get me out of the book and like thinking rationally, it is that. (laughs) This is also why we don't watch um, shows like Grey's Anatomy, like can't do it. A hundred percent. We'll never watch it. We'll never finish it. We'll never anything. It's, it's over. Fun fact, I watched it um, the semester before I got into nursing school because I thought it would help me. Oh, God. That's embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. So again, this dude goes into heart failure. He basically strands his whole species here. And they learn to adapt to this climate like literally hundreds of years ago. The ship also mentions that many die before accepting the symbiont. Remember the Kui? Kawaii? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Kui? Kui? The, the thing? Queef? The Queef? Okay, well, here we go. It's basically a parasite that lives within them that allows our body to adapt not only to the climate, but the atmosphere, which apparently has a bunch of toxins in it. And without it, they die within like a week. How did these big blue people figure this out? I don't know, but they did. So then the ship is like, oh, yeah. I can literally download the blue alien dictionary into your brain. Here, give me one second. And flashes this like big red light into her like eyes. She's literally got free LASIKs. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like LASIKs and like gives her the Wikipedia dictionary of big blue man language. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, they can finally understand each other now. Yay, we don't have to deal with Shorshi and Bishkarshabershadarsh. <laughs> as the dialect of the actual story. (laughs) Then this bitch passes out. We're in Vectal's point of view and he's over here literally not having the slightest clue of what is going on because the whole time Georgie and the ship are talking in English, but she wakes up and what do you know? They can finally fucking understand each other. 
and she can finally tell him that she's hungry, but his shit burns her tongue. And he says, weak tongues, weak eyes, weak bodies, weak in many places, but delicious cunt. Ah, it's so wrong. This is like the first thing she hears him say. This is like the first thing she can comprehend from this big blue dude who's been consistently eating her out. She's like, friends with this guy. And he's like, delicious cunt. What? Good God. And she says, you're always thinking about sex, aren't you? And he says, it is difficult not to when my mate is so soft and beautiful. And she says, Bechtel, I am not your mate. Basically, it goes into this whole montage of him saying, yes, my worm chose you. (laughs) And she's like, well, that's not how humans do it. And he's like, yes, but my worm. And she's like, but I don't have a worm. And he's like, well, I'm going to give you a worm. And she's like, I don't know if I want a worm. It's very... (laughs) (laughs) that's the premise of the conversation (laughs) basically she tells him that she's not from here and might be going back to her home planet and she's like please like let me make this decision for myself like so many decisions for me lately have been taken away from me this is all I have left and he's like of course anything for my mate it's just (laughs) it's so fucking primal it's hilarious and he's like okay and then tells her about his resonance. Basically, she thinks he's been purring this whole time during sex, but it's really just been this worm in his chest shaking its ass whenever yeah. she's around. I don't need that. And they call it resonance. It's, I mean, it's creative. It is creative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> back in Georgie's point of view, they finally make it back to his home which is like this little donut shaped like enclave cave type thing with an egg smelling pond in the middle. Like I said, this whole book is just like one big fart. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think there's ever like a scene in this book where something smells pleasant. It's just always shit and egg smelling farts. (laughs) She finds out that he is actually chief of his tribe which I think is very interesting. And she meets basically the blue man crew. This is what I was like visioning the whole time while reading this book, the blue man crew. You know who I'm talking about? Yes, bitch. They literally (laughs) reside here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they do. And he's like, look, look to our fart smelling pond. Look up into the air. And there's like a big hole in their cave. And this part is actually kind of beautiful to me because he talks about you can see the moon in the sky from our cave and the stars and the snow falls gently into the gaping hole that leaves us a little fucking vulnerable, but we don't take it that way. We think of the beauty, the beauty of the snow falling into our cave and then melting into our fart pool down below. Leave it to Brooke to always get captured by the scenery of what's going on <laughs> Bitch, i do i will picture it so vividly and i'm like wow <laughs> i gotta give you a little glimpse okay because the rest of this book smells like fart anyways he tells them about her his blue man crew he tells him about georgie and what she is and how 
there's more. And so, like, everybody's on his team. They're like, yes, we're, like, going to go rescue all the females because we want to impregnate them. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) to each their own. And Georgie is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. These aren't girls for the taking. They're not for sale. It's different because... (laughs) Majority of this stuff is like 100% misogynist. It really is. For some reason, we're all into it. Like, it is number one on Kindle. I don't know about that. I wouldn't say that I'm into it. Okay. I'm just saying that. It is number one on Kindle Unlimited. Whether you're into it or not, it is number fucking one. Bitch, I'm I'm just here. Okay. I am just here at this point. Okay. (laughs) Along for the rides. Oh, God. So she's like, these bitches aren't the taking. You're not putting buns in their ovens. Like, it's going to be their body their choice queen although she didn't really get her own choice but advocating for her sisters would you fight georgie if she came back and she was like hey here's a huge alien that is blue and has a monster song except now you're gonna be um a cash cow for their sperm your entire life um what you think about that Okay, so no, I don't view it that way because she definitely said, she's like, all these women are going to have their own choice and we're going to come to this literally like to a decision by democracy. And she literally goes back to the camp and she's like, okay, by say of hands, do you want to stay or do you want to try and leave? If we stay, this is kind of what we have to do for survival. We kind of have to sugar our baby ourselves out, but you have a choice. And then like, if you don't want to do that, we can try and leave. Honestly, I mean, they really don't have a choice at that point, which sucks. I don't think I would try and fight Georgie because I think that like she was doing all she could at that point. However, I think that if I was like Liz or Kira and I was like literally Skeletor, like laying in the cabin, like blood sugar of like eight and (laughs) was like, oh, these big blue men have food. I would just follow them no matter what. And then once I came to and had a blood sugar of like 80, I'd be like, oh yeah, I want to beat this bitch's ass. Although like at the same time, I don't think I'd be mad at her because- Speak for yourself. (laughs) I don't think I'd be mad at her because like we had to stay and like find mates and fall in love and like have children or whatever. I'd be mad because she was off fucking this blue dude for like five days. And I was over here starving my ass off, smelling shit. Like we were all pooping on top of each other for like five days. And I'd be like, you could have gotten here in like two days and you made it five. Cause you couldn't stop fucking bitch. And then I beat her ass. Yeah. And also here's the problem with democracy too. Like when you put stuff up for a vote, like those two people who chose that they wanted to leave the planet instead of actually staying on the planet, it's not their choice. Even if you didn't want to stay and be Big Blue Man's breeding kink source, you could have gone out and tried to maybe like fend for yourself and start your own tribe together maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I I really just feel like the author did it really well where it was like, well, we can die trying or we can stay here and survive. And since there's 20 books, I feel like the girls fared pretty well and probably fell in love. But I get what you're saying too. Well, we'll talk about that later. I mean, I'm interested to see, you know, whether we're going to continue this journey or not, but yeah. (laughs) 
So then Vectal is like, okay, you've got this bum ass wrist. You've had, you've been complaining about it for like a week now. We've got to get you healed. So he like takes her into this bitch's little cave in their little snow donut. Well, this bitch can't heal her because she doesn't have the worm. And then we find out she's fucked Vectal. That was like, ooh, she. Yeah, that was like curveball, like plot twist. And she was kind of jealous at first, but then it kind of turns to sympathy because their little like worm kawi things in their chest determined their own mates. And apparently this bitch who was in love with Vectal and Vectal loved her back, they weren't each other's mates. And so then Georgie is like, oh, I'm so sad for Vectal because he didn't get the girl he was in love with. I'm going to give him a handy and a blowy tonight. Okay. <laughs> And then we flip back to Vectal's point of view. And after some locker room talk with the bros, telling them about these humans' third nipples between their legs, they kept calling it that, like a third nipple. And I was like, what? Honestly, though, if you think about it, it is kind of like a nipple. Kind of. I just found it really funny that they referred it to that. And I was like, hmm, I've never thought about it that way. (laughs) (laughs) After that, he goes back to Georgie and accidentally wakes her up and tells her to go. He's like, go back to sleep, babe. And she's like, no, like literally I've been waiting here to give you a handy and blowy all day. Says no girl ever. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) But to each their own. Anyways, so she gives him a blowy and he's into it. They do this little like sex scene and then they start like spooning and she's like, oh my God. Like your vibrator bunny ears are poking my asshole. And he's like, oh, you mean my spur? And she's like, yeah, we're definitely going to have to do this again. And I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, it's not usually possible with our tails. So we're definitely going to be doing the cowgirl position. Like, ye fucking ha. I'm like... (laughs) I'm like, okay. (laughs) Then he's like, oh, the resonance or the resonance purring goes away temporarily after mating, but will not go away when the kit arrives. And I'm like, kit? And I'm like, oh shit. That's like, that's like a term for like animal children. And she's like, kit? And I'm like, oh fuck. The pregnancy trope. (laughs) Not the pregnancy trope. But baby, you know, it was like, it was coming from a mile away, you know? Honestly, I knew before I even started the book, like they talked about on TikTok how these big blue men had breeding kinks. And I was like, okay, yeah, these bitches are going to end up pregnant. And then she had been talking about it for like chapters beforehand, like Jada talked about. And even still, even though I knew it was coming, I was like, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. (laughs) This big blue bitch actually got her pregnant fuck my life it is what it is part six they finally get back to the girls after a couple days with the blue man crew and everyone's still alive and jada's still like fuck why does this always happen to me why do i always want people dead you do (laughs) you always hope these like people that get in like in the middle of your trope in your ship you're just like i just want them dead (laughs) they nurse them back to health they like bring them food they cook it for them And then Georgie tells them the reality of the situation. Basically, she's like, bitches, this is the tea. We can stay here and take the worm. Option number two, we can wait 
for the other aliens to come back and fight them and take their ship and go back to Earth, even though none of us, we didn't even know how to operate an alien gun, but for some reason we think we know how, how to operate an alien spaceship and somehow <laughs> find planet Earth a few fucking million galaxies away, but it is what it is. And number three, if they choose option two and they lose, they might get sold into sex slavery slash be eaten. <laughs> That's rough, buddy. Not funny. <laughs> so they're like, well, I guess our best option of survival is to stay and be bred. And she's like, yeah, that is probably the best option because I'm pregnant. And they're like, what the fuck? It's literally been three days, bitch. What the fuck you mean you're pregnant? <laughs> Honestly, that would be us. That would be us, like, looking at each other like, what the fuck? fuck is your hoe ass doing i'm so tired of you (laughs) you're like while you were off getting fat and happy literally we were over here literally dying (laughs) and if i were them i'd be pissed like i get it it was kind of a big bitch move of her and she's like oh wait there's bitches in the tubes (laughs) (laughs) i forgot about these bitches every time He's like, yeah, we're staying. And these bitches are staying too. And they're like, yes, we're me up daddies. <laughs> so they find the giant elephant thing because that's how I pictured the thing with heartworms. They kill it and they take its heartworms and put it in the girls. And they're probably all going to get mated and fucked and impregnated. So it's basically, it's basically Bridgerton for blue aliens. After that, Georgie passes out. She wakes up horny AF. And they bang for the first time since she was implanted with the heartworms. And her resonance vibrates for Vectal. And she immediately wants to, like, play the blue skin flute again. She's like, I just want to suck his dick. Because apparently they taste good to each other when they're mated. Probably, like, blueberry-flavored lube. He bends her over a rock, and they bang. But then they stop, because the spaceship is coming back for them. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, we're about to go to war. This is about to get good. I see why people go into book two. But the little green alien dudes in their spaceship look over the cliff where the space monkeys are, and then they're like, bitch, I'm out. And then Vectal and Georgie go back at it, and she says, I'm yours forever, aren't I? And he says forever and then she thinks about how for better or worse she's here but it's better because of of the big blue man with the magic cock and heartworms that is beside her and the halfling brewing in her belly the end have i told you about the time that i fucked on a rock fucked on a rock yeah i haven't no okay there's this one time where I was really hippy dippy with my shit. I was I was high as a kite in nature, living my best life. We hike all the way up and we see this meadow and we're like, fuck the meadow. We know there's a stream behind the meadow. So we frolic through the meadow and we find this stream. And in this stream, there is a rock, like a big ass rock in the middle. And we go and sit on the rock and it turns into sexy time. So (laughs) we laid our flannels down like the granola ass bitches that we are. I was booty ass naked. 
you know, in the middle of a stream on top of a rock. And um, my knees have never recovered since because there was no padding. And I, you know, rocked that shit. And then after that, Jizz went on the rock and I aborted the mission. And I said, we got to go home. I feel nasty. His name was Judas? <laughs> what? His name was Judas? No, there was Jizz on the rock. Jizz on the rock. <laughs> he said Judas was on the rock. I was like, damn, Judas and Jada. Honestly, that would be hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, like... I mean, it was solid ass rock. I mean, it was very picturesque. Like there was the stream. It was, it was really interesting. If you think about it, like there was this big ass rock and then the stream was moving around the rock and it kind of looks like mother nature's clit, you know, like I was on top of that (laughs) riding this six foot five man and living my extra life, except I wasn't having a good time. You were high and you still didn't enjoy it. <laughs> no, that's relatable. You know, the rock things are relatable. All right. Moving into the discussion portion, Jada, do you have anything to add? Yeah. Do you think you're going to actually read the rest of this? So I definitely feel like it reads a little fan fiction-y, but I will say It kept my attentions so well. The length was great. 200 pages. I did that in a day and a half. There weren't any plot holes that I could find. And I laughed literally almost the entire time. I also love the trope, like I said earlier, where the characters have a language barrier and try to learn about each other without being able to communicate. It turns out so funny and so cute. I... I thought overall it was very enjoyable, but I think the rest are from the other girls and they're like mated aliens and kind of like their story and like them being breeded, bred, mm. and just kind of like having their children. So like I, the pregnancy trope really, really turns me off. I want to know what happens to Liz. She's the only bitch that I care about at this point. I don't think I'll read any more of them, but keep me updated on Liz. I'm not saying that I'm going to, but I'm just saying if anyone wants to tell me which book is Liz's book, let me know because I actually care about her. Everyone else, again, they could have died and I would have been happy. I was hoping that like she would have came to the spaceship and literally all the rest of them bitches be dead. But Liz is like the last one standing. She's like, hey, bitch, I'm still here. (laughs) Oh, shit. I mean, honestly, though, the majority of because we put a discussion, we always put a discussion up. Well, I wouldn't say always, but we're going to try to now put a discussion up on our Instagram. And majority of the people are like, have you read the books? Are you reading all 21 books? And like, listen, the answer is no, unless like you want us to whore ourselves out. Our girl Arlie asked us if we had read all the books, but she also asked, where do you think the hype comes from? Because like we pointed out earlier, this um, was published in 2015 and it's 2021. So like, where the fuck did this come from? I really don't know. I know that there's a girl on YouTube that really, or not YouTube. I know that there's a girl on TikTok that really promoted the shit out of this series, but I don't know where she found it. Like, how did she know where to find it? 
I don't know, people who read on um, Kindle Unlimited, a lot of people who read Kindle Unlimited only read indie authors. And because they literally devour the fuck out of all of them, if they happen upon a series like this, they literally murder the fuck out of it and then, you know, spread it to the rest of the crew. So I think that's honestly what happens. I think it's the government. Yeah, it could be the government. It could be the government. It could be the government. <laughs> um, let's see. And another comment that we got from one of our listeners, this is from Lovely Little Reads. She says, I am a dump for Vectal. That is all. I'm not sure if she means like cum dumpster <laughs> or if that was a typo and she meant simp. No, she definitely meant dumb. She meant <laughs> she meant. And we support you, baby. And that's all we have from our listeners because everybody asked us if we've read all the books. That was the, the question. Answer is no. This was spontaneous. <laughs> Jada, do you have anything else for your discussion portion? No, honestly, like what the fuck am I supposed to talk about? It was 180 pages. <laughs> okay, well, I have some things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so some of my points. The only thing I wanted from this book that I didn't get was a war between the basketball heads slash green men and the blue barbarians. I really thought when they were going to come back to the planet that it was going to be an all out war. And I was like, ooh, this is why people are reading the second and third and fourth and fifth and 20th book. Didn't turn out that way. Also, it would have been cool if she decided to go back to Earth and then realized she was pregnant when she was on Earth. And that she loved him and then tried to yes. find him. That would be how I wanted it to end. Honestly, that's what have made me, that's what would have made me keep, keep reading. That would have been hook, line, and sinker. I would have been like, oh yeah, I am going to finish this series. I don't really understand how people are reading like all of it, but I guess it just depends on your taste at the end of the day. But to me, unless you guys really want another one of these, like I will not read the rest of the series. Yeah. So neither but another thing i could have been here for was if they brought the blue people back to earth and watched them adapt to modern earthly life because it was already funny watching them trying to like communicate without the same language like imagine these big blue men like trying to figure out a remote control yes exactly beautiful and then another alternative scene was the barbarians home planet because they're not from this ice planet they crashed here remember and so like we could have seen how their kind truly live like while they live like barbarians on this planet clearly they were more advanced and more educated on their home planet to be able to craft spaceships and now they their kind is kind of like regressed to barbarians so it's like okay it would be really interesting to see like truly how these blue people live. If any of these concepts come to play in the 20 plus books that this series <laughs> is, please let us know. <laughs> we got shit to do. We're trying to do Realm Breaker in this in the same week. So <laughs> yeah, which isn't happening, but we will do Realm Breaker next week. And then we have a lot of more fun things to do this summer. So But definitely keep us updated if you've read the rest of the series. So, Brooke, how drunk are you? Like a good 4.5 to 5. How about you? I was a 10, but then I ate a breakfast burrito 
And I was like, Ooh, bitch, I'm now a six. That breakfast burrito hit hard. And I would say overall, I'm finalizing at like a four, but I was definitely a 10 for my part. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. No, I was. I mean, I woke up and I started drinking beach. What you what you expect? No, I mean, like, I get it. But like, damn, bitch. <laughs> I was like, good morning. It's time to shine. <laughs> good morning, my vodka bottle. <laughs> How do you rate the book? This honestly is an unrateable book for me. I I would not know how to rate this book because I don't put it in the category of most things that I read, I would say, you know, did I enjoy this in comparison to some of the 600 page books that I have been struggling through? Yeah, I have. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> um, for what it is, I would give it a three. But other than that, I, it is a hundred percent unrateable for me. And it's, it's just not my normal genre for some people. It is for me. It's not. And it's just, that's just how it is. How are you? I agree with what you said that it's not my normal genre on it. Um, in relation to what we read otherwise, it is very, very different. However, I did find it actually very enjoyable. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, it kept me interested. I was like each chapter I was like, Ooh, what's going to happen? Like they left me on a cliffhanger with each part. Um, I still give it a three, um, just because of what it is and because it's not normally, um, something that I typically enjoy, but I did really enjoy it despite that. So a a good solid three. All right. We're in agreement. We have fuck, Mary kill listed here. There's not really many characters. I didn't do a fuck, Mary kill. I'm not even going to lie to you. We don't know enough about the other blue aliens right now. No, we really don't. And we talked about in the beginning whether we would sleep with the big blue alien if he came across. I feel like that kind of covers our fuck, Mary kill. I agree. All right. So if you want to reach us on our socials, we are literally the most active on our Instagram. Um, DM us there about anything you're reading, anything you want us to read, your thoughts or comments on any of our podcast episodes any memes or fan art you find literally anything you can find us at booked and boozy podcast if you want to see what shenanigans we are up to besides instagram we are also pretty active on tiktok which is booked and boozy pod if you want to give us a little bit more of an in-depth description of something that we talked about on the podcast or a book that we're reading Um, any comments or questions that you have that you really want us to talk about on the podcast, you can reach us at bookedandboozy at gmail.com. Our email there is really where we store um, all of the things that our fans send us that we will discuss on the podcast. We love it when you guys reach out to us on Instagram, but sometimes, you know, we get so many DMs that it slips our mind to um, discuss some of the things you send us there on Instagram. So if you send it to us in an email, we are more likely to actually talk about it on the podcast. A hundred percent. And don't forget pretty much on any other platforms, including, you know, your Apple, your Spotify, your YouTube and our Patreon, we are booked and motherfucking boozy. All right. So just give us a search and see if you can find us. Bye bitch. Bye bitch.